shade room to your news feed. We brag different. You're locked into HBCU Pulse, now trending worldwide. What's going on, everybody? This is Randall Barnes, the host of Pulse Radio and the founder of HBCU Pulse in the building for another special edition of Pulse Radio on today. We're here to talk about politics, and I want to do this a little bit more because it's 2022. And 2022 is a midterm year. You have a lot of gubernatorial races that are coming up. You have a lot of congressional seats and Senate seats that are up for grabs. And we know that typically when one party is in power, the other party during the midterms slowly but surely regains control of the other branches of the government. In 2018, the Republicans had control of the executive branch of the government, the Trump administration. And we saw that the Senate added more Democratic senators and the Democrats took control of the House when it was previously fully controlled by the Republicans. So it looks like we're moving towards the Republicans taking control of the House and the Senate. And we want to see how those gubernatorial races shape up because we have more people of color that are running. Stacey Abrams leading the pack, of course, and a showdown between her and, and Brian Kemp, possibly. I don't think Purdue wins. But it's going to be really interesting this midterm year. So I wanted to bring on Tierra Thomas, who is our HBCU Pulse political correspondent. Uh, she's a senior, graduating senior at Tennessee State University, and she is an amazing emerging political mind. She is a future president of Tennessee State University, just wait on it, doing big things. I'm super proud of her. And I want us to start doing, you know, some daily political shows that's talking about what's going on in the world. Because you have all this misinformation talking about Joe Biden administration is giving out crack pipes and all this and that. Listen, I'm tired of it. We have to give the real news and the real story. Super excited to have this discussion. And the main point of this discussion that Tierra and I are about to have is number one, misinformation and clearing up the whole entire crack pipe story that was circulating around. But also we're going to talk about the Biden administration and their performance thus far. And if we believe that the Democrats are set up to maintain their, their, their standing control of the Senate, so slight control of the Senate really and control of the house are the Democrats poised to stand pat for 2024. We're going to talk about that in one second. You're listening to Pulse Radio. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back and we're going to be talking about what's going on with the Biden administration and also the crack pipes. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I just, I got to, we're going to get real podcasting, real radio. All right. So Tierra is here, graduating senior from Tennessee State University, amazing political mind. I knew about what was going on with this whole entire, um, you know, Joe Biden, quote unquote, crack pipe story. But she explained it to me so eloquently, but it was still hilarious, the breakdown of it. So Tierra's here, and I'm just going to let her explain it. And and pardon me if I laugh. I'm, la I'm laughing with Tierra and the audience and the world because we're going to mess around. We got Donald Trump back in office in 2024, and it's, it's all going to be y'all fault. It's not going to be our fault. It's going to be y'all fault. All right. But Tierra, how you doing today? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm scared for America at this point. But so... Explain to me. So here's what. So a lot of people were sharing this Joe Biden crack pipe story, saying that the Biden administration was sending out meth and crack on Black History Month, <laughs> and a lot of folks are confused. So explain to people what's going on with the Biden administration, harm prevention, and how crack pipe is thrown in there. So let's get into the crack pipes. You know, Black History Month has started off very interestingly. Yes. And it's not giving very black excellence so far. 
But as far as the crack pipes go, the Biden administration has proposed a grant program for harm prevention. Basically, they are willing to give money to entities, which include state governments, local governments, city governments, and nonprofit organizations who work to go against substance and drug abuse to help prevent overdoses and different harmful effects that come with drugs. It's a three-year program where any of the 25 applicants that get selected can get up to $400,000 within that three-year span for doing a, a list of things. The, the grant outlines just a bunch of different things that they have to implement within their programs or their city or their state. And one of those things being safe smoking kits slash supplies. And that is a direct quote from the grant outline. It says safe smoking kits and supplies. So the problem is that the Republican Party has taken this language and ran with it. And they're telling you that the Biden administration is giving y'all crack pipes for free. And that's not exactly the case. According to Biden's press secretary, she has come out and he, she has said that the Biden administration does not support funding indirectly or directly crack pipes. Now, what is in the safe smoking kit includes, like she described, lip balm, um, alcohol swabs, safe syringes, um, as well as fentanyl test kits. So they can make sure that their drugs aren't laced with something else that could have definitely harmful impact on them. Um, but she says there's nowhere in the test kit a crack pipe. But let's talk about why people are even saying that. Because the United States is not the first people who have decided to do a safe smoking kit, which sounds crazy all in itself. And we'll get to that in this conversation. But the United Kingdom does its own version of a safe smoking kit. But in theirs, they actually giving you a crack pipe over there. And so people are just trying to find some type of comparison of what exactly are you going to put in a safe smoking kit and how is smoking ever safe? I think it's just a contradiction all in itself to say it's a safe smoking kit. And I think that's what people can't get their minds around. I, I had a stance on this. Then when you explained it to me, my stance went away. Like it, 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 went, it went away with all my hope that 2024 America's gonna still be America at this point. I, I just, I just, I just really don't know at, at, at this point. I, I feel like this, this, this story is, is, is like the payway for Ron DeSantis to be the president in twenty twenty four. I just honestly think that because, see, my thing here is that I understand the gist of it is that you understand that folks are gonna do what they're gonna do. So it's like you're gonna do what you're gonna do, do it responsibly, you know. But at the same time. The fact that people comb through this and you sent me the 75 page harm reduction document. These folks ain't reading 75 pages. And they that's the problem. <laughs> One thing is, especially with our people, our people, first of all, I wouldn't trust much that comes from a from the right wing, if if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Like without checking it first. And you have to go and find the things that make it make sense. And like you said, it's a 75 page document that's completely outlining everything this program is going to do. And nowhere in here is it talking about a crack pipe. 
Now, like I said, there are making comparisons to other countries, but that doesn't mean that's what we're going to do here in America. And we have to start reading before we just blow stuff up in social media. And y'all are blasting this all over the all over the world that we're giving out free crack pipes. Y'all know they do stuff to make the Biden administration look worse than yep. it could or couldn't be. I'll leave that up to somebody else's opinion. But some stuff now, when you're talking about a crack pipe being paid for by the federal government, you got to try to go do your own research. But But I don't see. I don't fully blame the people. Now I, 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 I understand that, like for example, like you, like let's say you put a tweet. Tweets are what two hundred and two hundred and forty characters now, whatever, whatever they, they expanded it from one forty or like around that. That two eighty is two eighty because two tweets in one basically. And you'll write a two hundred eighty word tweet, and then they'll drop a meme like I'm not reading all that, but I'm so I'm sorry that happened, or, or I'm happy for you, and it's like it's two hundred and eighty words. You know what I'm saying? So so it's like people don't like to read to comprehend. But if you are, and this is, I can go on and on about this as, as someone that's post-grad. If you are a radio personality, if you, and, and I don't want to throw the shade room on the bus. I, I, of course, like I said, the shade room for me, they have a special place in my heart because of what they did for Pulse back last year. And also the interview with Angie Wandu. So I, I have no smoke with the shade room. But if you have that audience, if you are a journalist, if you are a radio personality, especially a black radio personality, when black radio is 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 the bedrock of, of media, there like like there, there was no BET back in 1950 when when, when folks were, were getting cracked by whips and dogs were getting sick on them. In, in 1950, it was black radio stations. So radio is the bedrock of the media. Radio is the bedrock of black American society and. We're in the middle of talking about Kanye and Kim. You saying, yeah, like the Biden administration is reportedly they're giving out crack pipes. Don't go off of what the reports are saying. Actually do the research and said, hey, this actually isn't true. This is really what's going on. Like, that's my problem with it. Because what I understand about media as being a media person is that these stories shift your perception. It's almost like someone talking bad about you and then you show up, you're not that person and they're looking at you crazy until they get to know you. Like, because the Joe, the Joe, like Joe Biden in the Biden administration, President Biden, Vice President Harris, that whole administration is not getting a fair shake. And it sounds like, oh, it's, it's our sideism because it's like, oh, they were saying Trump didn't get a fair shake. But it, they literally, but the Biden administration literally isn't because you're a selling Vice President Kamala Harris because you see her as a contender in 24, 28. You're, you're calling out President Biden's missile acuity. They're not getting a fair shake. And that is what's upsetting me. And I think that this leads into the conversation that I want to have is us ranking the Biden administration on what they've done within this past year. Because I don't think it's as bad, Tierra. But what what do you think? With the, the crack pipe story is out there. A lot of folks are like, see, that's why I should have voted for Trump. They they use an imaginary crack pipe to say I should have voted for Trump. But okay, let's think about it. Let's look at it completely objectively. Let's take Biden out of it. Let's take the Biden administration out of it. Look at the situation and its its sensitivity, okay? You have a huge, huge drug problem in the United States. There is no way in your four years of being president, because your second term is not guaranteed, and in the hundreds of years that we've had a drug problem, no matter what the drug is, you obviously can't take drugs out of America. You can't. And so if they're going to do it, at least provide something that people can do it safely. 
And I know we talked and something that I think about in comparison to this, let's take teenage pregnancy, for example. Everybody want to say, wait till marriage. You know, people not going to do that. So what do we do instead? We put sex education in schools. We give them free condoms. We teach them how to do pregnancy prevention and STD and HIV prevention. We get them tested for HPV. So we're doing things that seem like it's enabling us to do wrong or do bad or go have premarital sex and all that kind of stuff. But you know that you're not going to be able to take that out of the community. So when you look at this situation, you know you're not going to be able to take drugs out. So at the least we can do is stop people from overdosing, lacing other people's drugs without them knowing, and stopping the spread of STIs and STDs and in this situation, COVID, because people who more likely do do crack or do drugs are less influent and they don't have the resources to say, oh, I'm going to have my own drug supplies. They share. They share and they're passing things along with each other. So if we could at least give them their own things. I know it sounds like we're enabling them, but at the end of the day, like the Biden administration has said, we just want to prevent harmful impacts. We know that's the least we can do. I think that the Biden administration is not being treated fairly. But what do you think about the Biden administration's performance and their perception? Well, I guess I'll start off by saying, you know, I'm working at a state legislature right now and there is no fairness in the industry. There are no friends in the industry. And especially when you're talking about election time. So nobody's going to play fair. So we can't even expect that from them. But looking at the Biden administration, I get it. He not doing everything that he said he was going to do. Obama didn't do everything he said he was going to do. Trump, even for the Republicans, didn't do everything he said he was going to do. We have a piece of a wall. We don't have a wall. We don't. So it's just like we can't forget just because it's not your man that everybody's doing the same thing. Everybody's selling the same piece of candy. It's like I don't understand why are we picking and choosing when we want to say, this president's good versus this president. None of them are perfect. And with the Biden administration, we have to understand he walked into a burning building. The White House was literally on fire when Trump left. And he's trying to, he has to set his foundation and his foundation, he has to clean it up first. It was a mess when he came in. So we have to give him time to clean up everything that's on the foundation first so he can build. He can't build on top of mess. It's just going to, his foundation is going to fall apart. And it was the same situation with President Obama. Uh, President Obama didn't really do much that he said he was going to do or he wanted to, wanted to do until his second term because he spent his whole first four years trying to clean up the administration's mess before him. So I think this is an opportunity to grant more grace to the Biden administration just because we know what we experienced the past four years beforehand. And it's it's going to take some time. So I think that that's a great segue into us talking about the accomplishments of the Joe Biden, Kamala Harris White House, because I believe that this isn't promoted effectively. And that is a criticism I have of the Biden administration. When people assess what's a, what a good president is and what a good president isn't, folks within this age range, and also Republicans and folks that are opponents of these political figures 
are not talking about job growth. Let's be honest. They're, like, like, they're not talking about inflation. Like they're they're talking about broader topics they're hearing on Republican talk radio, on Fox News, and now on social media. That is largely misinformation. So and then also you're not hearing on the Breakfast Club or on the shade room normally, hey, this is what the administration is doing that's good. It's only when, hey, it's something that, that, that that's a source of contention where, hey, now you get the donkey of the day. Hey, now we're going to roast you, but you're not talking about the good that's being done. And granted, we're not meant to be propaganda arms. We're not meant to be what Fox News is. I want to just highlight a few things that the Biden administration has done, first starting with President Biden. I want to get your reaction to it, all right? So COVID has definitely been an improvement. We've seen a drop in COVID infections with, with the Omicron variant. Joe Biden has put science first, although it has been issues with messaging. That's the overall problem. But vaccinations have gone up. 63% of Americans from this article I'm reading from January 19, 2022, are fully vaccinated. And all schools have, for the most part, in-person instruction. And I believe that the Biden administration is bringing a practical look at COVID prevention and how to handle this. It's been missteps because I think that the misstep was last summer when they were like, hey, you know, if you're fully vaccinated, you can take off your mask, but there were breakthrough infections. I believe that a ball was dropped on that end, but mistakes happen and these folks are human. So I think that that's one thing that the Biden administration did well. The economy is doing pretty well. Yeah, inflation is going up. I bought a DiGiorno pizza that was $8. <laughs> Let me tell you what I'm mad about. Little Caesars is five fifty five. Tierra was really mad about this. Tell you what? What happened to the hot and ready five dollar pizza? Fifty five <laughs> cent extra, and they're talking about it's thirty three percent extra pepperoni. You know it's not thirty three percent extra pepperoni. How do you even count thirty three percent of extra pepperoni on every pizza? <laughs> just say what it is. <laughs> just, just say, listen, it's not $5 anymore. It's $5.55 cent for inflation. We'll give you two more pepperonis on the pizza. Like, that's what that's that. And they probably little. <laughs> I was so mad. Oh, the, the, it, it, inflation is, is is a big topic when it, when it comes to food. Because that, that journal piece was $8. It was it was good. Like, I got stuffed crust one. But it was $8. But, but even with inflation, you want to know whose fault inflation is? Whose fault is it? It's not Joe Biden's fault. It's our fault. You want to know why? Oh, why? Because you know me. I'm very, I'm very realistic. I'm very transparent. Every restaurant, fast food place, mall, store has a now hiring sign. How many people do you know who don't work right now? I know a few people. There's no reason why so many people should be out of a job when everybody is hiring. Everyone. Everyone. Everyone's hiring, but because set through the Trump administration, they kept getting unemployment. They weren't checking it correctly. Look at all the fraud cases we have going on right now, just because the federal government didn't do their job on the front end. So now you have people who are set good. They don't need to work. But now inflation comes already just because you have a high demand for things and low production. You have nobody to make the things that are in high demand. So now you have to compensate for that some type of way. Yep. So Little Caesars is going to be five fifty-five because you have two people in the whole restaurant making the pizza, taking the orders, and cleaning up the restaurant. I believe a lot of people talk and they don't understand a lot. They, they really don't. Like, like a lot of people don't understand much. Like, like from every level, 
a lot of folks don't understand the system of things, but they but they comment on what that system produces. And, and, and it's so frustrating. And it's not the president or his administration that you should be mad at. It's your local and state yep. senators and representatives. Yes. Those are the people who are causing the most problems. It's not the Biden administration. At least the things that we see on on Twitter and social media that people are discontent with. Right. President Biden has made proposals for forgiving student loans. He's made proposals for HBCU funding, but they won't agree to it. Or they get their pen and their paper and they scratch out so much of what he wanted to do. It's no longer his ideas anymore. So it's it's not him. And I think he's tried. And I think with everything that he said he was going to do, he's attempted. He's put it out there. But it's not ultimately up to him. Let's talk about Vice President Kamala Harris because her approval rating is actually lower than President Biden's. President Biden's, President Biden's approval rating is low. But folks hate Vice President Kamala Harris. And I want to just keep it 100 with you. I think it's because she's a black woman. Do you agree? It's definitely because she's a black woman. Okay. I think, and I'm not even going to say it's just from our racial counterparts either. I'm going to say it's also from people who look like us. I think some people, whether black or white, were not ready for, you know, it's different. A black man could have got it. We've seen a black man before in, in the White House. And a certain black I man. A certain black man. But we've seen it before. I don't think that we were ready for the intersectionality of having a black person and the woman in that office. And that goes across all races. And my problem with that is I think we already know that people wasn't going to vote for her when she was running for president on both sides. Nobody was going to vote for her. Well, not enough for her to win. I would have said, I I, I probably would have voted for her. I'm just saying, but (laughs) her approval ratings were down then. Yeah. What magically did y'all expect to happen once people got out of, like you said, the honeymoon phase of, oh my God, it's the first black woman in the Oval, I mean, in the White House and, this is so great for our culture and this is a glass ceiling break and all of that. Now we in the real stuff and people are going back to what they originally thought. They, they've kind of gotten away from it being a historical moment. It's like, okay, now what are you going to do? And I think her problem is she just doesn't show herself enough. We don't know what she's doing. I mean, unless you're just really, really researching what she's doing, but out in the open, which most people are going to pay attention to what's on social media, what's in the news. You don't see her for real. My only thing is, are you really supposed to? Because because my, we didn't see pants. We did. And did we really see president Biden? when He was vice president. Did, did we see Dick Cheney? Like Dick Cheney was shooting himself. You know what I'm saying back then, but like, like <laughs> I'm just saying, like we definitely seen when he shot himself. You know what I'm saying? So, but, it, but it's like, did we really see him? And I didn't see him. I, I, I wasn't born in the other times. I, I was watching Barney in the other times. So I don't know what, what, what Clint had going on, but I know I, I heard Al Gore was really good. I heard he was really good. But like, you know, we probably didn't see Al Gore like that because because the president is the main attraction. Like they're the most powerful person in the world. So I think that it's. I, th- I think that is an unrealistic expectation. I think it goes down to this. I think that her, her record is checkered a little bit. Yes, she went to an HBCU. Yes, she's an AKA. But the whole entire thing of her, quote unquote, locking black folks up, 
we're mad because she was good at her job. Like God, like 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 black folks are the only folks that get mad because it's like, oh, you too good at your job. Like what? Yeah. Like you yeah. shouldn't let the black folks off. What she she gonna be fired and not be vice president? What you want? You want to not be? You want us to not be in that position or be good at the job? Like y'all watch yeah. too much Power. Okay, pa- pa- I-, I feel like pa- shows like Power has us rooting on the bad guys too much. Because Tyreek's a terrible person. I want to just say Tyreek's a terrible person, and, and we should be rooting for Cooper in them. <laughs> but they love the people love Tyreek though. No, we're not gonna talk about the power because man, we're not gonna talk about because I, I, I was going whole rant about that almost grownish esque. We don't want to do that. But yeah. you know, but the big thing is, I feel like you know from the jump when it comes to like her past and then her in this position, it's this notion that she's fake or that she's playing the game like every politician doesn't play a game. And it was a point in time where she was one of the leading candidates primarily because of that moment when she got at Joe Biden, like during, during, during the campaign, President Biden, she got at him. And that was a moment where she emerged. And I believe that the Republicans saw President Barack Obama or then Senator Barack Obama at that 04 Democratic convention when he spoke and all of the folks at that time saw a president right there. A lot of folks didn't believe that a, that a black president was possible, but we, I, I felt like, not to say we, cause I was a kid, but people saw a president at that point. And that man rose up. He became a president. They tried to throw um, Jeremiah Wright at him. They tried to throw all these different things at him. The birth certificate thing, he rose through all of that and won eight years. And now the Republicans are like, we can't have that happen. We like we, that, that ain't happening again. So you got Kamala Harris, who was a multicultural person with this very interesting background of HBCUs and AKA and, and, and all these different things going on. And it's like, okay, we can't have that happen in 2024 or 2028. So it was an assassination of her character and this raising of the bar that no vice president had to really go through. I think that that's the problem. The problem is the expectation because the Republicans on a 48 laws of power swag, they playing chess and we, and we playing Uno. Okay. That, that, that's what's really going on. It's strategy. It's like a foot. It's like the Super Bowl. Like I, I don't want Odell Beckham to score a touchdown. So what am I gonna do? I'm gonna try to create a scheme that makes it where Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham don't get the ball. I'm gonna blitz Matthew Stratford. I'm gonna do something to get them off their game. I don't want to see them score. That is just that's what politics is to a certain point. So it's like I think that it's the expectation. But I do want to bring up these quick facts. So. The southern border, she handled that well. This is coming from Blavity. Um, the southern border, she launched the Call to Action Initiative to address the economic hardships driving immigration from Central America to the United States. Um, the Call to Action Initiative has been working with American corporations to, uh, American corporations to improve economic conditions in countries that have been the source of migrants. Uh, of course, we know that the vice president is the president of the Senate, and they can break ties when it comes to Senate voting. And that was very key when it came to confirming the Biden administration nominees. And Vice President Harris casted 15 tie-breaking votes in 2021, more than Mike Pence. But that's not going to be on the shade room. That's not going to be on the shade room. Okay? But it's going to be on Pulse Radio, though. But shout out to the shade room. I love shade room. All right. Just, just, to say, just say that. All right? Just going to say, listen. All right. So, uh, also, she helped pass the American Rescue Plan because that passed. The infrastructure bill has like has not. But but the American Rescue Plan, actually, bits and pieces of it did pass. Um, And then she broke her. And the, the 14th and 15th time that she broke in the Senate was for the American Rescue Plan. And then, you know, she, well, th- this is sort of symbolic. She became the first woman to be acting president of the United States. That's sort of symbolic. I don't know. Anyway, um, and then achieving progress not through victory on voting. Okay, okay, Blavity, you got, you got three out of five. Okay, so what, what, she became acting president 
Biden was getting his eyes dilated or something. No, I, <laughs> I think that's what it is. He, he was going to colonoscopy. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. Same, same. Like, uh, no, it's not. Important. Oh, the same important. <laughs> somebody say that ain't the same importance. Oh, <laughs> that's not the same. Let's importance. Do. <laughs> we don't have them problems. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the <laughs> men will tell you that's not the same importance. I don't know personally. But but that, that's one thing because I think about my future a lot. I'm like, yo, when I'm for, when I'm in my forties, I gotta get, I gotta handle that. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's important. If if if, if you if you forty, get get checked because they can help you out. So and, and just to explain, what we're talking about. So President Biden basically when he was under anesthesia, the twenty fifth amendment was 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 invoked, basically saying that President Biden, because he was under anesthesia and could not coherently act as the president, that Vice President Kamala Harris acted in that role. But it was only for like two hours. Like he, he woke up he, and it was it was over. Like what too much she she could really do because when when President Biden woke up it would have would have been some some to some to say if if the student loans was canceled he didn't say that it could be. I'm just, I'm just like it's like like what are people's expectations of, of Vice President Kamala? Because I think that based on this now, granted, Blavity was tripping on number four, number five, like like because when they said achieving progress. Not through victory, <laughs> but she, she, she didn't win, but she tried though, and that's what matters. That's, that's what Blavity is giving me right now with, with this article. This comes from Blavity. Good, good job on the first three, Blavity. But I mean, I just what what more can you reasonably expect when she's a vice president that is voting more in the Senate and she's breaking those ties and she's showing like the power of the vote in having that slim majority and that vice president that can break that tie. What more do we want from her? I don't know, but I think she's doing what she can. I think she's doing what's in her power to be done, according to the Constitution. Like you said, we ain't seen any other vice president do anything spectacular. None of them. Yes, they were all white men, and she just so happens to be a black woman, and they're expecting her to just do so many spectacular things and they're also trying to just completely destroy her character before she has the opportunity to run for anything in the next election. So we also have to play that into the the situation as well. But I know for a fact she's in the community. She's in our HBCUs. She did a whole tour and campaign to get our people at our HBCUs to get the vaccine and all of these things. Just think about it. Her efforts to get us to get the vaccine is partly why half of us had homecoming. Because if we didn't get the vaccine, we were going to be shut down for COVID. And we never would have saw that. But just think about Tennessee State, for example. 70% of Tennessee State University is vaccinated. Oh, wow. Well, we have... But with that, we have built a wall against COVID. So... Now, when we were going from 20 and 30 people at a time catching COVID, we go weeks without anybody. Or if we do have weeks, we might have two or three people. But those are efforts that are led by people like the vice president. And you don't see those things because, one, they don't want you to see them. But she's actually out here doing the work, especially for our universities, our HBCUs, and still putting our culture on the mat. I think that I'll, I'll say this really quickly. I think that, and I, I hold myself to account. So sort of. I, I think that maybe this, her story should be told a bit more. Like, like I said, not as, as, as propaganda, but quite possibly 
to inform people because I believe that people are susceptible and Max Kellerman said this and got, and got lambasted for it. But I think it's the truth. And I don't think it's an insult on folks intelligence. I think it's, it's, it's sort of like it calls to question their coherence of like the facts that they get. But I, I, I think that, you know, if it's presented and packaged, well, mis misinformation can go far. Like with the crack pipe situation, it sounded surreal, but when the Shade Room, the Breakfast Club, and several different uh, local affiliates, and it was iHeartRadio websites that had it up on, on the different local station affiliates in, in the cities, like it's easy to be like, what is Joe Biden doing on Black History Month? It's easy to do that. And they did exactly what the people wanted them to do. That was a direct jab at the black community who is supporting president biden in large numbers the black community what year is this a midterm election year they are trying to do everything in the past in their power possible to make you lose faith in your democratic leaders just to to, to wrap it up we're, we're in a very interesting place um in our information and you know this is why we're doing this you know we're gonna do this more often when we talk about what's going on in, in politics, because what I will say about President Biden is that for Vice President Harris, she has this expectation of being this great leader and the next future face, but she's been defaced by the conservatives. However, I think that a lot of folks, we were really seduced by the image and idea of Barack Obama and how astute Barack Obama was at speaking. And really at, you know, just being a face, because that's what being a leader is to a point. Like being a leader is at a point being a face. And well, I think Barack Obama did that well. And, you know, for them, for them, they ain't never seen one of us talk like that, look like that, carry ourselves like that. So he was the prize yeah. image for the black man at the time. And, of course, he had no scandals and all that kind of stuff. Yep. But. Now you have this black woman. We could be the Virgin Mary and they're still going to tear us apart. So one last question for you, Tierra, before we go. So I want you to rate on a scale of one to 10, the Biden administration's work. As I see the look at on your face. You know, um, you know, we said all this good stuff. So let's rate it. Let's just boil it down. Like, what do you rate the Biden administration? Looking at the glass half full, I'm going to say a six just because it's early. It's only two years in. I think they've done some great things. I think there's possibility for more great things. I'm going to say a six. I, th I think a six. You know, I, I can understand a six. I'll give them a, a 7.5 or an eight, to be honest. Um, because I, I like to sort of give two grades. Because the reason why I say 7.5 is because I think that we are having to battle against so much misinformation that we're not seeing the good that's being done. Man, that, that January 6th speech was powerful. I, I don't care what anybody says that is not riding with Joe Biden. I'm someone that's that, that's into oratory. I'm, I'm real big into that level of public speaking. That that was a good speech. The, the one that was in the AUC was not as good, but it was the most forceful that I've really seen a politician against something. I think it, it, it was sort of manufactured forcefulness. But, you know... I believe that he's he he's advocating to a, to a point where it's like, hey, you see what I'm doing? Like 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 it, it, it's almost like 
like the Lakers. And, and, and you saw LeBron in the Lakers on, on New Year's. Like, it's like the Lakers are 26 and 30. LeBron scoring 37 points and all that. And then it's points where, like, LeBron be like, bro, look at Russell Westbrook. You see what I got to deal with? Like, that's really what Joe Biden's doing. It's like, let's get rid of the filibuster. No. You see what I got to deal with? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. just throw, like, you see, I tried, y'all. Like, so that's sort of what it is. So I feel, I feel as if, you know, and people are not going to go for it because they feel bamboozled. But we got to get the right amount of people in into the Senate and, you know, make sure we maintain the House and break, you know, that filibuster 60 vote threshold, hopefully. And you need, we need some good people to run, to run for Senate. Um, and like, you know, just like really help him maintain and get through the rest of this presidency. Because you want to know why Barack Obama, quote unquote, didn't do a lot of things. It was because he lost control of the House and the Senate. And that led us to Mitch McConnell back mm-hmm. in 2010. That's what happened at the same time. So we have, we have to be cognizant of history. Those who don't know history are doomed to repeat it. And every midterm, we see that shift. When Trump was in office, what did we see? Now, we, now the Democrats did not get the Senate, but the House, they got the House. You know, so that happened. So that happens because I think the midterms are a response to the first two years. So if the Republicans see, hey, this is the first two years we don't like it, they're going to go out in droves and vote for vote in the midterms and say, boom, now we have folks to fight against the current incumbent president. And if that happens, Lord have mercy, it's going to be a lot of fake votes and a lot of fake news and a lot of stuff that ain't being done. You don't think you're doing stuff now. Just wait until the, the Republicans control the House and the Senate. Yeah. It's, it's gonna be it's gonna be some issues. I just want to see the Biden administration speak up for itself a little bit more. Yeah. I want more transparency because we already know that the other party is gonna do things to make them look bad. But it was a prime opportunity for President Biden to get up and say, "Hey, this is what it is. It's not even like that. This is what I'm doing for my people. This is my reasoning." And I, I'm missing that connection with him and that transparency. And I, I would like to see more of that from him. Well, here's my suggestion before we go. I think that what needs to happen is that President Biden and Vice President Harris need to be interviewed by Charlamagne every week. It needs to be a, be a recurrent, reoccurring segment on The Breakfast Club because that's when the emotion comes out. You, you saw both those interviews. That's when the emotion comes out. Charlamagne <laughs> needs to have high-class security. <laughs> if that happens. That would be so that that would be that'd be so great. Like if, if he calls in like 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 for like the 76ers, like you know, Daryl Moore calling to like the fan in, in Philadelphia, he'll talk about the 76ers and what's going on. That'd be great if politicians did that. And and some some do that at a certain point, but that's a, but to be real, in the joke, that's that might be a good way. Maybe not the Breakfast Club, maybe something, maybe Roland Martin and Filter, may, maybe something along those lines, but just saying, maybe Al Sharpton show or something like that. Just saying. Might be a good idea, you know, but nevertheless, you know, we, we, we talked about this is a really fun episode. This, this, this is more fun than it should have been. Like, <laughs> like, to crack pipes, man. Crack pipes. <laughs> crack pipes and little Caesars. And and, and journal because the journal was really $8 for real. But where can we find you on, on social media? T Thomas with four S's and two underscores. Please follow me. Keep up with all the great things I got going on. Most definitely. Make sure to follow Pulse Radio 100 on TikTok, on Twitter, on Instagram, and just Pulse Radio on YouTube. But outside of that, thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you on the other side, if there is another side of you. If y'all let the, the, these Republicans trick y'all, it might not be another side. Golly. 
the shade room to your news feed. We brag different. You're locked into a HBCU Pulse, now trending worldwide.